0: I love this fake-ass music. Yeah, real for free. (laughs) Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the (laughs) Mid-Major Madness Podcast. My name is Russ Steinberg, and I am joined today by my co-editors, Cam Newton and Kyle Cajero. We are just three days from the start of the college basketball season at the time of this recording. It is almost here. We can't wait. We will be unveiling our Mid-Major All-American teams, our Mid-Major... Player of the year, freshman of the year, breakout team, breakout player, all of that stuff this week, as well as the number one team in our uh, the other top 25 rankings, though I don't think there's really any mystery there as we've gone through 24 of them. And there's only one logical team to be number one. But you're going to see who that is anyway. uh, So lots of exciting stuff coming up. But first, I want to throw it to cam because cam you have spearheaded something for us uh over the last well i guess you've been working on it forever but it's (laughs) gone live in the last week or so and it's it's a lot of it's it's very exciting for us and i think the the fans of the site and of mid-major basketball in general have liked it a lot as well so why don't you tell us a little bit about that
1: yeah, so um, essentially what Russ is referring to, if you haven't been following our Twitter account and whatnot, is we partnered with uh, Home Field Apparel, which is a little, they're, they're a good company out of uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, so they're, you know, making stuff right here in the United States, good old USA manufacturing, and uh, they, they make some very, very comfortable t-shirts and sweatshirts and whatnot, and we have put together with them our own little collection um, of shirts that we have designed from here that relate to big major uh, basketball. And if you haven't looked at their collection yet, you can go on their website um, and then type in, like, on the search bar, just MMM for Triple M, and uh, you can view, like, the three shirts we've got up right now. Um, we're just going to be updating them all throughout the year, putting new designs as we are able to create things and think of them or anything becomes relevant in college basketball. And it's just, uh, it's just a really good way for us to put some of the weird ideas that are in our brain onto uh, something that you can wear.
0: Yeah. one thing that I like about this is I think that my personal hatred of Syracuse has rubbed off (laughs) on you and it's resulted in a shirt that references one of the great upsets of the last, you know, what, 15, 20 years or so. And that was uh, from the parking lot, Vermont's upset win over Cuse in the first round. And I think it was 2005. Um, So you could buy that one if you want. We have a few others as well. So take a look and, you know,
1: yeah, it's it's really good. I will vouch for like the quality. I don't know if any of you guys own any other stuff already, but I have um, one of their Navy sweatshirts and it literally is like one of the softest sweatshirts I I own.
0: If you want some soft, comfy mid-major basketball content, on your what, skin. What are
1: you, you going to be doing? You're yeah, going to be wearing I, I some raggedy-looking old shirt that you have had since like 2006 for your favorite team. No, you want something good. You want something comfortable. No. You want to look good. You don't want to be embarrassed wearing subpar apparel. They look
2: tastefully retro, I might add. Um, some of the designs on there just just blow my mind. And if I had a little bit more money to throw around. And if I had allegiances to some of these schools, like the Toledo shirts, oof, those are very just ah, they look incredible. Um, yeah, if you like the three shirts we've got, take up right a look now, at their site. I designed them, and That's they're questionable looking. Luck. But once Kyle has, wait till you see them;
1: <laughs> <laughs> they are much better.
2: Um, I, I wouldn't say much better, uh, but I do have a, a a couple. I guess the second wave of designs for our site, um, for our collection. Will be made courtesy of me. Uh, I've tried to put together four shirts uh, for four schools that could not be any more dissimilar. Yeah, that's why we uh, have in you in terms of quality, <laughs> but they're all West Coast based. So that's that's all I was <laughs> one of and two people.
0: Just on staff to uh, Cam, to your point in the a second time ago, zone, so. I'm just trying to imagine somebody going to a Vermont game at Patrick Gym. It's packed. There's I don't know how many of that gym holds, like six thousand people in there. Everyone's sweating, <laughs> huddled together, looking to watch, you know, one of the honestly one of the best, one of the better teams in the country play. And you're wearing a fucking Vermont T-shirt from the Tom Absolutely. Brennan era. No, you want to wear the one that says from the parking lot and it's comfortable. You're not going to, you know, you comfort is key because you're not going to be very comfortable in that gym. And it's dark it's, green.
1: It's dark, first green of so all, it's not sweaty.
0: It's dark green, so you're not in the right? Be colors. Sweaty. Yeah. It's not sweaty. And and you know it's hot in that gym because everyone's packed together. It's February in Vermont, so you know the heat's <laughs> cranked up way too high. You know, that I, I see no other option but for That's you to true. Wear this and shirt is what I'm also saying.
1: if you go on there, I believe that they only on their website show that they have up to like two XL. But if you need something bigger, just shoot them a DM and they will they will help you out as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if you're a big boy. They're very online. (laughs) So we got that plug out of the way. Um, One thing, I mentioned it up top. We're going to be uh, releasing our preseason awards. Uh, They might even be out by the time you hear this, depending on when it gets edited. That's always kind of the caveat we throw in there. Uh, But we'll give them all to you right now so that we could kind of talk it through. And Kyle, this is an extremely... West Coast heavy list, and it starts. I mean, that's just that's just how it is. We (laughs) we all voted, and we ended up like four out of the five first teamers playing play on the West Coast or in the Pacific Time Zone. I think Mountain or Pacific.
2: Yes, that is correct. Looking at the list right now, Um, and I I didn't have like a hundred percent to do with this.
0: No, we Uh, all voted. It happens.
2: Yeah, I mean, like there, there happens to be a lot of fantastic players on the West Coast right now, um, which is pretty exciting. If you want to stay up at, I don't know, eleven Eastern Time and watch like Utah State play Fresno State, then by all means, I would recommend doing that.
0: Yeah, and the the first team is going to be like the guys who the national media has heard of and has talked about, so they're fairly predictable. It's Anthony Lamb from Vermont. It's a the one non-West Coast guy, a unanimous selection, uh, Sam Merrill from Utah State, Yoli Childs from BYU, Lamine Diane. Did I pronounce that correctly? Uh, Genet, actually. What? <laughs> <It's>,
2: no. Yes, <laughs> I kid you not. Wait,
1: which would, which <laughs> of the names is pronounced that way? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What, what name is no. that? No. <laughs> Lamine Genet. <laughs> Lamine Genet. Okay, because I, I was gonna then say Genet. Dy- I know a lot of dy- And that's ants. just really not right. So it's No, they're all Can any of them play basketball Kentucky like
2: that? Ants. <laughs> uh, or vampire weekend songs. I don't know.
0: Alright, let me try that again. Anthony Lamb from Vermont. <laughs> Sam Merrill from Utah State. Yelly Childs from BYU. Lamine, what was it? Fuck. Janae. from CSUN, and Killian Tilly from Gonzaga. Kyle, we have our Player of the year. It's Merrill from Utah State. Uh, tell us about him. Tell us about the other West Coast guys on here because this is your wheelhouse.
2: All right. <laughs> you can put me on the spot here. But uh, I think Sam Merrill's just a shoe in for, uh, for this honor. Uh, he's been getting quite a lot of traction um, on, on the national level. Uh, I think Blue Ribbon had him on the cover for the West Coast um, <laughs> for their publication there. Uh, he averaged 20 points per game last year, shot 37% from three, dished out 4.2 assists. He could really do it all. Um, he's got NBA size for a guard. He's not some, you know, little cannonball of a point guard playing for a mid-major team. He's, a, he's 6'5". He's built pretty well. Um, he's a solid defender. I mean, honestly, like the few players can really fit the bill as well as he can. Um, and I know that, He's, he's definitely got NBA aspirations. Uh, he probably could have if he wanted to uh, go pro last year after the season that he had. Um, but I think this guy is the limit for him. It would be you know it wouldn't be insane to say that he would be an all American uh, this year. Um, and he's he's just brought. I think he's he's the face. Him and Nemius Keita, are the uh, like are the faces of this resurgence that's been going on in Utah State right now and you know we're gonna see uh, we're gonna see Utah State a lot more often than we did last year on national television, which is good for them and it's good for the sport. Um, but and I mean, they he's one of the best players on one of the best teams that we cover. So naturally, I think he is deserving of this honor. Um, and then if you want me to go through the list, I can. Uh, Yoli Childs uh, from BYU, another guy who uh, spurned the NBA draft on several occasions. Um, unfortunately, this year, uh, a paperwork snafu uh, when it comes to the, you know, hiring an agent and testing the waters. Uh, something happened imagine there that the NCAA didn't like. Imagine, uh, so he'll be I out for never, the first couple of months. That yeah. Yeah. It's. <laughs> I mean, if if only we no, were going to be able to do No, I was referring to the, to the uh, NCAA and doing paperwork.
1: something the NCAA didn't like. But, <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought I, Cam I, I, was I'm it was just good at it. I'm, just, I'm good at it. I'm he's just, the paperwork.
2: just so thorough. Um, but knowing the NCAA, I mean, I don't think Yoli did anything wrong. Um, he's he's a guy that av- almost averages a double double a game um, at 6'8 as a forward. He's. You know, he shoots over 50% from the floor, averages 21 and nine a game. Um, Definitely. And I know BYU Twitter loves this uh, just because of his last name. It just opens the door of plenty of terrible Mm. puns. Uh, He plays like a man among boys out there, which is really fun for that team. And he's definitely like, you know, you know, you, you think about BYU and the legacy that they've had with a bunch of guards and stuff. They, they tend to be historically a backcourt-centric team, um, but to have a guy like Yoli in the middle um, being such an elite forward, that's that's huge for the program. It's it's huge for him, too. Another guy that we could probably see playing on an NBA team someday. Um, I'm going to keep going down the list. Uh, Lamine Jene from Cal State Northridge, only a sophomore. Uh, I think he is the only – he's one of two sophomores that – or two underclassmen that made our list, or three rather. He's one of three, um, but Lamine is incredible. Uh, he broke basically every record that the Big West had to be broken last year as a freshman. Um, he averaged close to a double double a game. At six seven, he was just a tenacious rebounder. Um, I don't want to parrot it too much from what I uh, from what I wrote about him earlier this summer when I um, when I pegged him as our freshman of the year. Um, but he's he's still like you watch him play um, and he's still getting a grasp of the game he like his motion on the court isn't totally fluid yet um, but he's just got this natural instinct on the on the glass um, he doesn't have the prettiest shot in the world it's it's got a it's got a couple hitches to it and since he's only 6'6 maybe 6'7 in shoes like He's going to be expected to develop some kind of an outside shot. But if he can do that over the next few years, he's just going to become a really incredible player um, to watch. And then finally, Killian Tilly from Gonzaga. Unfortunately, um, injuries have really uh, put a damper on what could have been a fantastic career for him. Um, we're hoping that, but when, when he's healthy, he's one of the best in the nation. And you know, especially with where Gonzaga is right now, um, the roster seems to be getting thinner and thinner day to day. I think they just had, hold on, was it Brock Rabbit uh, just announced his leave of absence last night um, from the Gonzaga basketball team, which puts them down to nine scholarship players. Uh, so Killian will be relied on more often than ever, even though they do play different positions. Um, and he's the guy that's always been, you know, on NBA mock drafts and all that stuff. Um and hopefully, for the sake of the, that Gonzaga team, um, and please don't look where I went to school, but hopefully, for the sake of that Gonzaga team, he will play well and have a full season under his belt. Um, because Lord knows, uh, Mark Few and company will definitely need him inside this year. Um, but all in all, I feel like all you know, all of these guys, you know, it, yeah. it's a little bit front court heavy. I want to say, yeah, uh, I think like four out of the five guys that we mentioned play like play down low or play some kind of forward position but that's fine yeah we're not actually feeling
0: this team and like making them play a game together so they yeah,
2: could be and that's uh, weirdly enough that's that's one of the that's one of the things that I come across when I make these lists personally when I'm like oh okay so like if I make a second team or a third team like <laughs> just how to balance it out like a coach but that's neither here nor there um. Anyways, all of these all of these fantastic skilled forwards are definitely worth your time this year. I mean, hopefully in the non-conference, they'll get some opportunities to play out east um, or in some non or in some MTEs and some non-exempt events uh, that will be more conducive to the East Coast viewer. Um, Just because watching these guys is totally worth it. And I know I'm definitely biased as one of the few West Coast guys on staff. Um, I, I love, like, looking seeing these through guys who we all voted totally for because it. it
1: exposes all of our biases, though. Because, it's, it's, like, with these preseason things, so much of it is just about, like, <laughs> what teams we watch and know about. And so, like, Kyle has all these, like, West Coast people. right? Um, mine has an OVC. I, I'm the only one who voted for, like, Nick Mazinski and Nathan Knight. Yeah, and and Ter- I had Terry Taylor first Terry <laughs> Taylor, so, ooh, OVC bias, of course. As I just thought, that was pretty interesting. That like you definitely see who we care about the most. I think come through in a lot of these. Uh, but that's the beauty of like this is you know there's like 200 something teams we cover. So like it would it it would be impossible for us to all be on like the same page because there's so many really freaking good guys who, who we could go after here.
0: Yeah, and one thing I just like about our staff is that we all come from like a different part of the country and a different sort of perspective on this so that like we all know Mm -hmm. who the really good guys are like nationally but with each of our kind of built-in biases we could kind of balance each other out and i think in the end we did come up with a list that is pretty Mm -hmm. representative of who the best players in the country are so if we want to jump down to the second team i won't Go into as much detail as, as Kyle did on the first team just because. No, you, sorry, doing doing no that's, that's good. But, you know, <laughs> we don't have 10 hours to do that. Um, but I will just run through the names. And, Kyle, I will give you a chance to talk about your boy from Pepperdine if you want. Um, but, second team will be John Axel Goodmanson from Davidson, Jordan Ford from St. Mary's, Marcus Evans from VCU, Colby Ross from Pepperdine, and Javon Jackson from UTSA. Um, a lot of these guys also got votes for the first team There were, I mean, it's essentially first team and like first team B, uh, for a lot of these guys, uh, starting with Goodmanson from Davidson. He's, he's kind of an, an interesting story. He came into last year, I think as the other really good player next to Kellen Grady. And then Grady, you know, got hurt, was a little, little inconsistent and Goodmanson, just improved vastly from what was a really good sophomore year and you know he he's a natural point guard leads I believe leads the team in assists but can score uh, with the best of them he is he put up I think a couple of triple doubles last year Uh, he has improved a lot from three and him and Grady together I think are going to make I shouldn't say I think they are going to make what is the best backcourt in the Atlantic 10. And that's going to be something fun to watch. Um, as far as Ford and Ross, uh, Kyle, you want to talk about them real quick? Yes.
2: Um, believe it or not, uh, Kobe Ross is a junior. Um, he averages 19.4 points per game, seven assists. Uh, he shoots 39.6% from three um, at 6'1", one, uh, he's you know he's not like the most athletic guy on the court, but he just makes these incredible reads. Um, and in any given game, he'll just drop one or two passes that are just you know seamed through several defenders, or he's just got such a knack for seeing the court. Um, unbelievably, he was not named to the uh, Bob Cousy Award preseason watch list, but that is okay. Um, this is a kid that. You know, barely had any D1 offers coming out of high school. Um, he, you know, he, I think his his best offer hmm. aside from Pepperdine was like Northern Colorado or something of that ilk. Um, definitely, he's he's such an emotional leader out there for Pepperdine. Um, he's the guy that you want um, to, you know, have the ball in his hand in a crunch time situation. Um, his dagger three against LMU in the WCC uh, tournament this past winter or this past spring was uh definitely indicative of this um but i i I feel like um he's definitely going to be motivated this year to just you know play with i I know this is such a cliche but he plays with such a chip on his shoulder um he's you know just a phenomenal player to watch uh (laughs) and 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 again Um, I I'm speaking as objectively as I can here um, just because of where I went to school. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like, you know, he could definitely make even bigger strides this year with the second season under his belt and Lorenzo Romar is more fast paced, a spread out offense. Um, He's got a plethora of talented high upside wings to just dish the ball off to. So I, I feel like he could be, Pepperdine's leading scorer and a sister by the time things are done um, in Malibu for him.
0: All right. And I'll just touch on Marcus Evans real quick from VCU. I think, like Gillian Tilly, he's a guy that got this placement based on how good we know him to be and not so much um, thinking about the injuries that have kind of uh, made things a little bit difficult for him in his career. He did have. Uh, in ACL tear, transferred from Rice to VCU when Mike Rhodes got that job. Suffered that bone bruise in the A-10 tournament last year, kind of rendering him ineffective after that. Uh, but if he stays healthy, he he's somebody who Rhodes has really pumped up this year as, as a guy that he thinks is really going to um, be a major factor. I mean, obviously. Uh, last year, his number is 13.6 points. Uh, three rebounds, three assists, two steals. He is, and you have to be if you're going to play for VCU, he is a difference maker on both ends of the court. Uh, VCU, one of the best defensive teams in college basketball, and they will be again this year. Rice is, I'm sorry, Evans is a huge, um, huge, huge piece of that. And Rhodes has said that Evans has gotten a lot better uh, from three just adding another component. And that's going to be very important. VCU was a team that really struggled to score at times last year. Uh, if he can be a little bit more efficient, I think VCU is going to be a top 20 caliber team in all of college basketball. And Cam, I know you've talked about Jackson on this podcast before. You've written about yeah, I mean, uh, anything else you want to yeah, add about, talk about him? Jackson
1: before we can just go right down other to podcasts the 13th. stuff? So I don't want to sound like a broken record other than just saying, he shoots a shit ton yeah. of shots. Um, he makes a lot of them as well, and that's that's pretty much all I want to say right now about him. I mean, he shoots in bunches. He scores in bunches. He's actually going to finally have like teammates around him this year, besides just Keaton Wallace, because um, they did add some like big transfers and other stuff like that, and, like Knox Helms, for instance. Knox, big... Knox Helms. Knox Helms. Knox Helms. And he's going to be. That is way better as a verbal bit, even more no, so. so. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's really good. I, I didn't realize that until right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. So UTSA is going to be good. I've written about them, talked about them a bunch. Um...
0: All right. And let me just run through the third team, tell you who's on there, and if you guys have anything to add about them, please do. But they're all guys that we have talked about and will continue to talk about on this podcast and on the site. Uh, Charles Bassey from Western Kentucky. Bryce Aiken from Harvard. Obi Toppin from Dayton. Pause, so you could all say Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin. Uh, Edmond Gilder from Gonzaga and Grant Riller from Charleston. Obi Toppin. You guys have any objections to those? Anything you want to add about those guys?
1: I don't have any objections. Um, one interesting thing, though, is like Grant Riller has gotten a ton of attention, though, this offseason. Um, yes, and, and, like and I know what you're going to say.
0: <laughs> what am I going to say? You're going to try to talk about Nathan Knight now.
1: No, I don't give a shit about William and Mary. Um, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> but no, Grant. Real. I just thought it was interesting that um, people are actually like talking about him, <laughs> considering. And I think a lot of it has to do with just the fact that like the colonial is going to be like so shitty, and so he will just completely dominate <laughs> it. Um, which I think is why I voted for Nathan Knight. I put Nathan Knight on my first team, FYI. But just given Nathan Knight's size and that he was able to actually like do super, super well in a Colonial that had been more competitive. I mean, this next year is going to be just a horror show um, in terms of him compared to some of these um, front courts for a lot of the other teams.
0: Oh, wow. So you did talk about Nathan Knight. Yeah,
1: I did, actually. Oops.
0: <laughs> uh, I guess I'll just say about Bassey... You know, he came back to Western Kentucky. We all thought he was gone. I think this is a year where uh, Hilltopper fans are really praying that this team could actually be good. They've had the hype around them and have underperformed recently. You bring a guy like this back, there's no reason why Western Kentucky shouldn't win Conference USA, honestly. Uh, Bryce Aiken from Harvard, he is healthy. Um. I believe, he, I believe he's the one who is healthy and played against UConn, and Seth Towns is the one who didn't, but I could be getting that wrong. Regardless, uh, Aiken, well-deserved. Top and one of the uh, maybe more underrated players in the A-10. Gilder, transfer eligible immediately for Gonzaga. Uh, I know we mentioned this when we talked about Tilly, but Gonzaga's depth has uh, shrunk quite a bit recently, so Gilder's going to be an important player. We just touched on Riller. Uh, anything else you want to add about those guys? I can hear you typing furiously. One of you are going to edit that uh, out. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. no, now if you look in the chat on Zencaster, you'll see that I put in, we'll go to a break when we're done with this part. Uh, That's right. We'll edit that out. Um, so anyway, those are our mid-major madness preseason. All Americans. We will be back in just a moment. We'll jump into some of our conference champion picks, and Cam has a fun game for us to play. So we'll be right back. And welcome back to the Mid Major Madness podcast. Russ Steinberg here alongside Cam Newton and Kyle Cajero. Among everything else we've been doing in the preseason, we have decided we would also uh list every team that we thought would get an automatic bid at least from the mid-major ranks as well as um who our at-large picks are we had a few uh unanimous picks across the board vermont and the america east vcu in the atlantic 10 uh just looking at harvard and the ivy iona and the mac because i mean obviously East Tennessee State in the SOCON, Gonzaga, and New Mexico State in the West Coast Conference and the WAC, respectively. Uh, wondering if you guys have any teams that you picked that maybe you were alone on or that you think maybe we are overlooking a little bit? Um, I voted for Abstain. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> I'm not in the mood to field 3,500 tweets and emails about this. So you can move on. Um, You want to talk about taking UTSA over Western Kentucky or UIC over Wright State?
1: Oh yeah. I took UTSA. um, You know, we've talked about this before. Um, So, Obviously I'm extremely high on, you know, the, the back tour, back court, not back tort. I have so much law school shit on my brain. Um, torts that's a little law school thing for all of our listeners who definitely are all law people considering the makeup of bloggers. Um, this, this team's back court is phenomenal, but um, they were still able to compete last year with basically having a team that was solely made up of those two guys, adding in a lot of new pieces, these guys are only juniors, so they've clearly gotten better. They're going to get better. Um, I still will believe it when I see it for Western Kentucky is, is my sort of thing at this point. Um, I mean, Bassey's fantastic, sure. Um, but I've been burned by them on these preseason picks too many times to want to pick them again. So it's basically just out of that as my reasoning.
0: All right, how about UIC? I mean, I, I think the thing with the flames is that they bring back more returning possession minutes than any team in college basketball. It's like ninety-eight percent, right? Yeah, according to front of the pod, Bart Torvik. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think that's literally why I picked them as well. I did these picks so long ago um, <laughs> that is, good. I totally forgot about that. But yeah, it was. I remember seeing that, and that literally bit was my entire justification for
2: it because um, they weren't even bad last year. Um, it's not like no, they're bringing no. back a bunch of stinkers. So That was also my reasoning uh, why I chose NJIT uh, to win the Atlantic Sun. Um, I think it was the only yes. non-Liberty voter in that category. Uh, they return uh, 89.3% of their minutes from a team that won over 20 games last year. They're led by Zach Cooks, who was an all-A Sun winner, uh, averages 17.6 points to uh, assists per game at point guard. Um, I just feel like, you know, when you bring back that many minutes and you're led by, you know, several guys who could score around double-digit points per game, um, especially with DeAndre Wilson and Abdul Lewis leaving uh, per graduation, I feel like that team has a pretty good chance. Um, And I know that they go up against Liberty, who also returns quite a bit, uh, but not as much as NJIT. Um, so I will stand by my my pick.
0: I will say about NJIT, uh, their SID was the assistant SID at NYU for a while, so I know him pretty well. And right after we published these picks, he jumped into my DMs and said, "Kyle <laughs> is my favorite mid-major madness writer." I, I, I'm on because <laughs> you <doesn't> picked them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And how cool would it be to see them in the NCAA tournament? That'd be Are, are they? There are a lot of teams
1: in the Atlantic Sun that I would like to see win and make the NCAA. Hey,
0: it is the A Sun. They do not call themselves the Atlantic Sun. There. No, did you see my tweet earlier that.
1: today? No, I'm I'm out on abbreviations and acronyms in this next season. I'm not using them. I don't want to use them. It's all just full names. All right. Atlantic Sun Conference, New Jersey Institute of Technology.
2: Doing all these. <laughs> Yeah, they sure. they are they are, um, they are an MTC uh, that's never made the tournament club. For those of you who don't read our site, yes. uh, So I think you know I think to to harken back to something that Tristan wrote um, earlier this week. They are one of the few teams that are like you know at least top one hundred and fifty in Kempom Palm this year. So they might they have one of the better chances of making the tournament than most of those teams that have never made it. So that's I think I think that's part of the reason why I wanted to choose them just to mix this up a little bit. Like the
0: yeah, really the maybe the NMTCs well one of their best shots maybe them Grand Canyon has a chance and whoever in the Summit Mm -hmm. League. Um, I'm looking at my picks now. I don't think I had any that are too outlandish, um, but you know just due to recent events, I want to. Give a shout out to my pick in the Southland, which is New Orleans.
2: And if you <laughs>
0: followed our site at all, you know why I'm shouting them out. The <laughs> head coach Mark Schlesinger, is a big fan of us now, so much so that he tweeted eight consecutive gifts at us one night when at
1: like 11. I don't know maybe p.m.
0: at like 11:45 at night. I don't know why. Maybe you know he had a couple of drinks and wanted to do some posts. Which hey, I he, understand he, he, that. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, we, we've all done it. And we've all done it at mid-major badness before. So. Yeah. Um, I will say that the Southland doesn't have a whole lot of returning uh, promise to it. But New Orleans brings back three starters led by Bryson Robinson, 11.5 points a game last year, uh, 35% from three. Uh, Schles- uh, Schlesinger does actually really like him, um. So yeah, uh, also a really good New Orleans name that I just think is worth shouting out: uh, Lamont Burzat. So good for him. If if it's French, it's probably like Lamont. No, 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 Lamont Burzat. That's cool. that's that's how we're saying it. Lamont Burzat. Well, oh. Lamont, Lamont Burzat. So we also picked our at-large teams. I think there's a lot of consistency here, and I don't think any of us really went too far out on a limb. I mean, Kyle, you picked New Mexico to make the NCAA tournament as an at-large, but you also had San Diego State winning the out in west so that's why you didn't have them I, i'm wondering if as a site we're overvaluing san diego state a little bit too much and and that might just be you know me asking this just after looking at how other sites have ranked teams and seeing that a lot of people are putting them behind boise state uh, just wondering if we think maybe a little bit too highly of the Aztecs. um
2: i i, I don't think so and of course i'm going to say that uh just because it's our site and our picks um but I feel like San Diego State's defense will keep them in most of their games. Uh, they they play a very stingy style of play, very slow, um, and 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 I feel like that has to be considered. And especially when you throw in a guy like Malachi Flynn, uh, who was a you know one of the Pac-12's best point guards, uh, take that with interpret that with how, what you will. Um, and KJ Fagan um, from Santa Clara, I feel like they're in a pretty good spot. Um, Boise State, to me, will be good next year. They have a bunch of transfers waiting in the wings. Uh, they've got a guy from Arizona, Emmanuel uh, Acott. They've got a guy from Oregon whose name escapes me at the moment. And they have Portland uh, point guard Marcus Shaver um, all ineligible this year so far. So I feel like they will – I think it wouldn't be outlandish to say that they will be above the Aztecs next year. Um, but this year, I think they're just building towards that.
0: Fair enough. I think we've spent longer discussing actual basketball than we ever do on this podcast. Yeah, what
1: which, the hell? Let's move on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we are going to move on because, Cam, you have a fun game for us to play. The first time we are ever playing this game on this pod, so take it away.
1: Oh, yeah. So this is just a fun little game. Um, I had a teacher who used to do a thing called Day of Champions, um, and it was he was my academic team coach in, in high school. And Day of Champions, he would bring us all. We would, we would go to the school on like a Saturday and we would play games like the academic team would for like 11 hours. Um, he would set this all up and he would keep points and stuff. And, and by the end of the day, there was a champion. who was like the ultimate champion. And this was one of the games that we would play. And it was always one of my favorites. And I figured we would adapt it for this. Um, and it's called Like, Love, Hate, or Indifferent. Um, and so basically, Kyle and Russ, I am going to tell them like something and they have to guess if I like it, if I love it, if I hate it, or if I'm indifferent towards it.
0: Oh, so we're not giving our opinions; we're guessing what. Yeah. You're
1: saying. Okay, because <laughs> um, that's the game. And then at the end, one of you, one of you gets the points, um, or both of you could get the points. And then the winner is the gets the. They have the prestigious honor of knowing the most about my opinions, which is awesome. Um, so first up, Mark Pope. You love Mark Pope. I see you like him. Uh, Kyle's right. I like him. I don't. I don't love him. I mean, he's coaching BYU. Can't love him there. Um, oh, okay. He's got yeah. some Kentucky connections. So that that weighs heavily. Um, but yeah, I just I just kind of like him. I just like him. The coaching carousel.
2: Hey, speaking of Mark Pope, uh, BYU barely shot any threes last night in their exhibition. So they're
0: really fun people online right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also going to say you love the coaching carousel.
2: Oh, shit. Um, you <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're indifferent towards it.
1: I love the coaching carousel. Love it. Yeah, it's one do. of my favorite parts of the offseason, seeing what crazy stuff happens, seeing you know Mike Anderson get hired at St. John's. What the hell? I mean, just good stuff like that. I love it. It's always one of my favorite. Are you keeping score, or should I? be I'm keeping scores. Okay, um, this one's uh, this one. Come, come
2: on, home field. You know this is kind of controversial, but I think you love them. Mm.
0: I I'm going to agree. You love home. That's field. right. I love home field. I love them. Okay, so you
1: both got points for that one. Um, Charlotte not being in the Atlantic Ten.
0: I think you're indifferent. I don't think you care where they play.
2: I think you hate it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm indifferent.
1: I don't care. I don't care. I mean, what? what? I, when's the last time I've watched Charlotte or cared about them? I don't know. I, they could play anywhere. They could They could be in the ACC. They could be in the SWAC. I don't give a shit.
0: I don't, I'm not going to watch them. Um, is, is your next one Alan Major's hairline? No, no. Oh my god! I I actually kind of
1: love that. Um, uh, Dan D'Antoni's T-shirt. You he, he wears those little T-shirts, you know. Yeah,
0: I think you like it. I don't think you're a big fan of wearing T-shirts courtside, but I think you like the ones that he chooses. So I, I'm going to say you like it.
2: I, I'm I'm going to double down and say that you love it. I hate it. What? <laughs> so so, Russ, your reasoning is actually
1: the exact opposite. I, I love the t-shirts, Ooh. but I hate wearing okay. a
2: court side. Not professional. I hate, Don't like it. I, I'm a little bit biased because that's 100% what I would wear if I was a coach. Like just some graphic tee, some cardigan, maybe a, a slimmer cut kind of pants. Uh, he tends to <laughs> pretty baggy pants that kind of ruins the whole thing. Um, but if I were a coach, I would go – basically dressed as your AP English teacher. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I like the shirts. I will say that. I think I've got one coming that looks exactly like the one he always wears, but if I were a coach, I wouldn't be wearing that outside on the court. All right, next one. John Grosche's Akron team this year.
0: Is that how you say I, I
1: guess. I, I assumed it was like Jim Grosche.
0: I thought it was I uh, thought It, was it probably gross. is. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say you hate it because I don't think you like him.
1: Indifferent. I like it. I like it. I like Tyler Cheese. That's exactly it. Oh, yeah. I love, it. I love the guy Tyler Cheese. And they were like, I tweeted Tyler Cheese from the account the other day. They were all about it. That team ate it up. They got a ton of interactions from like people who play for and are like with Akron's team is really good. They love they love mentioning Tyler cheese. Okay. So following up on that, John Grossi's Ohio teams.
0: Um I'll say you're indifferent cuz how could you have an opinion about the Ohio Bobcats?
2: <sighs> Shoot, that was my answer. I guess I'll stick with it. I love them.
1: I love them. There oh, was there was boy. that season where they were 13th seed and they made the sweet 16. I think that was 2012. Um, They almost beat North Carolina that year. They took him to overtime. That was fun. Fun as hell. Love him. And then he made the fateful decision to go to Illinois. Um, Next one, glue.
0: Well, you're a Kentucky boy, (laughs) and so you like horse racing. So I will say you hate it. I, I would say you're indifferent towards it. It's just merely
2: a, a, a device to use. I hate it.
1: I, I yeah. Not for Russ's reason. I just hate it. It's sticky. Oh. It's nasty. It's for little babies. Little babies use it. I don't use it.
2: I'm glad that we have. I mean, him did
1: not eat glue as a child. I never taste <laughs> paste. Show off. <laughs> I have never, will never eat paste. Um, Thanksgiving.
0: You like it. You like it because you love all of the food aspect to it because obviously it's Thanksgiving. But you have to deal with relatives who have wrong political I views. I love it.
1: All of my family's Ooh. the exact same political views as me. Oh, okay. Plus uh, all the
2: basketball.
1: That's true. Feast week. Yeah. Feast week. Love it. Um, the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Silver sword. Oh,
2: you hate, hate it. That.
1: I'm indifferent. Sometimes I watch it and sometimes I make a point. Sometimes I'm caught up in the caught up in the familial gathering. I don't care about it. But I mean, when it's on, I mean, it's it's whatever. It's kind of entertaining. Sometimes there's people from Kentucky in it.
0: Recruiting news. Hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you're from you're a Kentucky fan. You love
1: it. I hate it. I hate recruiting news. I don't care anything about what a bunch of high schoolers are doing. That's that's boring. I mean, I like seeing, I like, I like when we have the recruiting news where it's like a Kentucky guy committing, but even then I, I usually haven't heard about some of these dudes until they commit because I just don't want to, I don't want to focus on that. Give me, give
2: me the real stuff college basketball. All right. Question. If people didn't take it so seriously, would you not hate it? I think I would probably be into it more if it weren't just
1: like, if it weren't the fact that like, there's all these industries that are built up just around like following them around and shit. And it's just terrible we hate it. We're just like random dads that are like tweeting at teenagers yeah. about college. I mean, that's kind of funny, though. <laughs> 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 it's, they're just doing a bit, guys. They're just doing bits. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> um, science fiction.
0: I think you're indifferent. I don't think it's your cup of tea, but you don't really dislike it.
2: I think you hate it. You're a little more realistic than that. I hate it. I hate it so much.
1: Um, sci-fi, it's terrible. It's for for people who wear capes around in public and stuff. It's awful. It's the worst. I, you'll never catch me at a Comic-Con. Um, Keebler Cookies. Love it. Like them. Oh, I love them. I love those Keebler cookies. They have the ones that have the little, like, those little knockoff off m M&Ms in them that are better than the real M&Ms. Oh, those are great. Little Vienna fingers. You ever had a Vienna finger or one of the Elf Witch? E.L. Fudge? I can't say that I have. Oh, you're missing <laughs> out. So that uh, Chips Ahoy.
0: Are you asking us yeah, about Chips Ahoy, Chips Ahoy now? Um, you hate them. It's going to be some like weird Keebler thing.
2: Um, I'd say you're indifferent. I mean, if if it was the only thing in the in the uh, in the pantry, you'd probably eat them. But other than that, no.
1: I like them. I like them. I mean, I yeah. I mean, I'll go for Keebler. Those are first. If somebody has Chips Ahoy, I'll eat Chips Ahoy. But they're not what I'm going for. But in a pinch, they'll do. they will do. Uh, John Pelfrey at Tennessee Tech.
0: You like it. Um,
2: you're indifferent. I love it. Ah, shit. I should have known.
1: I. It's a great hire. I mean, Pelfrey has, he did struggle at um, Arkansas during his tenure there, but he's a big name, um, which is a great, like, recruiting pool and stuff. And, I mean, they had to do, like, some kind of cool, like, hire like him, just for the sheer fact that it's Tennessee Tech, um where do you go to school by he any went chance? Kentucky. He went to
0: yeah. <laughs> he, uh, Kentucky.
1: Boy. He's a Kentucky boy. He's one of the unforgettables. Right. Um, and then finally, decorating for the holidays.
2: I'm going to say you love it. Uh, I, I'd say you like it. Uh, I, I'm going to knock it down a tear just because you probably don't have time to decorate as you are busy being a law student. I love it.
1: It's I'm, I'm festive. I and, and I just, I love, I love, I'm gay. So I like decorating. Um, and so <laughs> I just, I just love that kind of spirit. Um, I got all kinds of Halloween stuff up and it's, it's fun. It's a good way to connect with your family too. You decorate with your family. You put ornaments on trees. That's, that's the best. That's what it's all about. Making memories. It's just good, good family time. All right. Who um, the game? Let me tally these up real quick. Um, oh, it looks like Russ won by one point. Yeah, trust You know a lot about me and what I think about bullshit. All
0: right. So I'm going to take a minute and celebrate this victory, and then we'll be back to finish things off and we're back to finish things (laughs) off. Cam, we're going to go to you one more time because you've been doing something, um, really nonstop for the last week or so. And that is, um, Playing video games.
1: Oh, I want to hear. About well, <laughs> that's more just like nonstop for the past, like 18 years. Um, but I have logged more hours playing college hoops, two K eight than I would ever want to know or care about knowing or anything like that. Um, my, my roommate and I, we know basically every single aspect of the game and we're convinced that this game is actually smart. It's like the most intelligent AI in the, in the world. Um, just because of like what some of the stuff that it does and like it predicts and everything, it's it's crazy how good this game is. It's unplayable. Like if you want to actually play a game, terrible, horrible. <laughs> but the simulations in it are like unparalleled. Um, and so I've been playing a bunch of College Hoops Two K Eight because I had a little bit of free time, and instead of like doing productive work, I've I've just decided to start a main dynasty, and uh, oh, it's good. Where things are going good. I've actually been playing it for most of the podcast, so. <laughs> and um, how is Maine doing? Well, let's see. In my time in Maine, I am, I've am i been at Orono. Because I think somebody corrected us on that the other day. Yeah, somebody like tweeted at us. Oh, really? We kept saying Orono. Apparently, it it's Orino or something like that. Um, so, I'm 47 uh. years old in this timeline. Um, and I've won one national title. And my current coaching record is 564 nice. and 172. Um, we have made four Final Fours. And we consistently—I drop the bag. I won't be honest. I cheat. I, of course, I cheat. I have to cheat. Of
0: course, you do. You have to.
1: Um, but we have made one, two. Those four final fours have come in like the past like seven years too. So I'm pretty damn good, if I do say so myself. I haven't spoken to a human in three days. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> I I, I, can, I make up all these little narratives. Actually, um, Keith Dambro in this in this timeline, he got hired as the UConn coach really really interesting little you got you got one little yeah. short angry angry coach in real life you got a different short
0: angry coach he's a tiny Dan, Dan Hurley's not short he played point guard I mean it's it's you know. yeah but he played basketball he's uh, if, if you played basketball at a high level yeah. he's six foot two he's not short he's short for a power forward but he's not maybe one of maybe those maybe. He's six foot two. He's not many. Shut up. Uh, but one thing, one thing I do like about your dynasty is finding out where all these coaches. Oh had. God. Do you yeah. have any well, so
1: like some of it takes like crazy calculus um, because this game is 12 years old. And so like the coaches who are the coaches in this timeline, because it will say like see Delaware or something like that. So you have to go find out who the coach of like Delaware was in 2007. To, like figure this out. And some of these coaches are probably dead. I mean, this is 12 years ago we're talking about here. Um, it's like whoever Stony Brook's coach in 2007 was, he's still there. He's still at Stony Brook. Uh, wow. So Steve Peichel no, never became a thing. was probably just like an insurance salesman or something.
0: Wait, what? Uh, 2007. What year? Yeah, it was Steve Peichel in so, 2007. Uh, who it was, was the coach year? of Seton Hall in 07? Oh boy, let's I should know that. Um maybe Bobby Gonzalez, let's okay, see. Okay, so he's
1: still there at. Yeah, it's Bobby Gonzalez. That's so a lot of they things. They have been that happened. very successful by the way. He has like 671 all-time wins. Um he is he is wow. killing it. Um I guess that's Mick Cronin? No, wait. No, it's not Mick Cronin. That's wait, 2007 Cincinnati. Oh my god. My
0: no, that um Andy Kennedy. Oh, okay. So It was McCronan. Okay, so it McCronan's no, first pretty season.
1: Good. Um the uh oh god Ben Jacobson, he's at Wisconsin now and he's won like three national titles. Um Whoever's UMK this is my favorite. Whomever UM, whoever UMKC's coach okay. was in two thousand seven is currently the coach at Indiana. <laughs> and Nice. (laughs) I couldn't even imagine the Indiana fans anger when they fired their coach who just went like nineteen and nineteen and hired a dude from UNKC who has a career record of three hundred thirty seven and three
0: (laughs) hundred twenty eight. My God. Yeah, that coach is Rich Zvosek. Z V O S E C I had no idea how to pronounce (laughs) Matt Thada is still a coach um,
1: at Ohio State. Um, I think, Oh God. Yeah. Bill self-retired a while ago. Uh, who's coaching you? Uh, oh, I almost coached Arizona. They offered me a job. Um, nice. Uh, oh, right. this game is so old. It still uses like that old Arizona logo with like the cactus, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. okay. oh yeah. The coach of I Arizona is, um, Matt painter. He has a losing all uh, He hasn't losing all time record of, by like thirty something games. Um, and, and, That's awesome. So now yeah. the timeline was. Um, worse. Kandaga, I, no. Some made up dude is there now. Um, I don't know where he, where wow. Mark Few would be at this point, because um, they are just all over the place. All these, all these coaches are. Um, I needed to go look through. Actually, I should have prepared better and like gone and seen if there were any really funny ones anywhere. I'm kind of at like so far into this timeline that like some of them have retired and stuff, but like Mike, Mike Young from Wofford is at UTSA Mm -hmm. now, um, which is whatever. Uh, Oh God. Coach of Georgia in 2007. Um, Oh God. He's at Wofford now.
0: it Dennis was Dennis so Belton. most of
1: like a lot of the sec is just insane um mark fox
0: do you know where Dennis that name Belton sounds so is? insanely
1: familiar um he yes he is um coach oh my god just
0: tell me i'm gonna cheat oh okay cleveland state oh no did, oh, it says he, he, was <laughs> yeah, he was fired along with the
1: entire coaching staff.
2: Yeah, that's, that's right. What, like, Ten kids transferred out of there. <laughs>
0: that's right. I completely forgot
2: about that story. Uh, Mark Fox is at Ole Miss.
1: Um, James Jones is at Mississippi <laughs> State. Who was Wichita State's coach in 07?
0: Oh. Uh, um turgeon he's at LSU. or is that too early yeah it was yeah mark um, turgeon
2: Billy Gillespie. at lsu okay so Cam, so i'm curious um about some of these final four runs which one of those runs was the most i don't know I, I, the, no, the crazy we're always there, like, seed in the
1: seed when we go on these final four runs Yeah, we don't have flukes anymore. (laughs) I mean, our IPI, our IPI, RPI this past year. Yeah, it was, um, RPI. Oh shit. It's not even showing it. It was like 27. No, they
0: didn't introduce the net. No, there's nothing
1: (laughs) even close to being that good. Um, but we fill 100% capacity of Alfond arena, which I don't even know if that's the name of where they still play anymore i I i'd have to look that up if they still play at alfond arena
2: (laughs) did you (laughs) not cross
0: insurance center oh of course um it is probably the same building though
2: probably Um, yeah
0: (laughs) oh is there
1: any other funny people like still in here i didn't even look at the acc um oh my god yeah paul hewitt's still at georgia tech um Ooh, that's was, funny. I guess that's John Gross. No, no, it's not. Um, somebody's at Ohio. Whomever IPFW's coach was in 2007 is now at Virginia. Um, Tim Lewis is at Boston College. <laughs> did
0: did? Good, good
1: for him. Oh my gosh! Very, very good. <laughs> coach of High Point is at Temple. Um,
0: I, uh, so not not Toby smith but the coach uh, of high uh, point in
1: in this timeline, of, congrats richmond fans it's 2029 and chris mooney is still your head coach <laughs> 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 you've done it congratulations <laughs> i have no richmond. clue if he's been any sort of successful at all probably not
0: oh that's awesome
1: Oh, crap. Um, hey, who's the coach of VCU? It's a while to find him because they're like still in the Colonial in this game. Um, some made up dude named M. Oh, Sterling. Right. Um, whomever M. Sterling is, he's oh, doing of a course. bang up job. Uh, oh, God. Some of these were so. Uh, whomever the coach of Marshall was is still there. Um, Brad Stevens, I think, is still at Butler. I mean, they're kind of terrible.
0: Yeah, good for him.
1: I can't believe James Jones left.
0: That's... No! Uh, Brad Stevens I was not he was. the head coach of Butler in 2007. It was Damn. Todd Licklider. It was his well, final season. Timeline,
1: Brad Stevens is just a, a nerd accountant.
2: Um, 2007, Murray. Hey, giggles. Uh, who's at Pepperdine right now? <laughs> I know this is great podcast <laughs> <about> material, <laughs> And then I'm going to need
0: to know who's at guy. Central Connecticut. So, give us um, both of those. Okay, <laughs> and you so is CCSU.
1: CCSU just hired some guy named A. Amos, who has a career record of zero and zero. So, gonna be going to be one of those
0: most right. classic
1: CCSU years. Let's
0: go Blue Devil. Undefeated. Um, yeah. He, oh, no. He usually Hey, he, Jim still at Syracuse
1: fairly quickly. Um no, it's actually. Oh, hold on. Um, two thousand. Is that Darren Horn? I think it's. Wait. Oh, I just accidentally searched Darren Horny on, on Google. <laughs> Darren Horn. Um yeah. yeah, it's Darren Horn. Is the who is it?
0: Simon Kent Darren Horn,
1: who is five sixty five and two eighty nine. What a crazy timeline of success. Which he's at MKU now. So. Wow. Whomever the coach of IUPUI was in 2007 is at St. John's. Who was the coach of Delaware in 2007? Mike Anderson.
0: Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on. The coach of IUPUI in 2007? Oh, so he's, he's in St. John's. That's awesome. Wow. Um, That's who amazing.
1: was the Delaware Blue Hens coach?
0: Let's see. Oops. Well, he's Monte the coach now. It was Monte Ross. I thought no, you said he said that it like was, was his last Uh year. Dambro.
1: He finally retired. Uh, okay. 2029. I guess
2: to uh,
1: what year are you in right now? In your. Okay. It's. It's yeah, just right. a fantastic yeah. game. Um, this isn't even the craziest one. Usually this is really weird because usually um, there's always like an Atlantic 10. Like usually the Atlantic 10 always has like seven bids and it gets just insanely good. And like Fordham. Oh, it's incredible. Like Fordham is a powerhouse. makes the, the timeline all I want to Because I guess like in this situation, like the coach of there finally figures out that like, Hey, I should, I could actually like barely be good at recruiting in this. Cause like, I guess there's no misconceptions about what Fordham is in this game. It's just like, oh, you're in New York. You're going to get these New York players. <laughs> not, they, they don't realize like this is also Fordham. Well, just think about that. Chris Mooney in this timeline has been at Richmond for 23 years.
0: Awesome.
1: Um Who's Fordham's coach? I've unfortunately never done a Fordham dynasty. I need to do one. Some dude named El Schmieder. You should. Oh, who was Vermont's coach in 2007? Was it still Brennan? Right. Yeah, he's at George Washington now.
0: Um. Yeah, it must have been.
1: Oh, it was also at George Washington. No, it was Mike That's Lonergan weird. who was... Is- who was actually at George? That's game. really, that's good. Yes. This game is so smart. He ended this up is there. So smart. That's what I'm telling you about. It's stuff like that. <laughs> that's what I've been talking about.
0: Mike this Lonergan. Game is a genius,
1: yeah. dude. It, it also, I'm pretty convinced this game can hear you as well. Wow. I, I, I love it. I think whoever made this is a genius. Maybe.
0: That's probably all I
1: should talk about that.
0: Yeah, all right. We were going to do mailbag questions, but we've already been on for like an hour. So what do you we say we wrap what, this up? If you're still what?
2: here at this point. We've remembered and, so many guys. We've remembered yeah. guys. <laughs> you're I, dead. It's time for <laughs> us to go. at <laughs> it's it's the the bless who are you. Listening, the people who
1: have listened at this point of the podcast are people who died <laughs> in Chris at the like <laughs> of the podcast and it, and it hasn't turned off yet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That was like when I was rambling. So if if that was your cause of death, I apologize. Uh, We'll be getting in touch uh, with my lawyers who I need Uh, to hire. Your uh, lawyer is Cam.
0: Oh, oh, that's better. The actual
1: pronunciation of Lamine, Janine,
0: (laughs) Janay. (laughs) Janay. Is it French? We apologize to him. All right.
1: All right,
0: I, 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 it's whatever. Let's, let's go. All right, all right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Mid-Major Madness Podcast. For Cam Newton and Kyle Cahero. I'm Russ Steinberg. Enjoy the start of the college basketball season, and we'll talk to you again soon.